This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it. It's that time again. Just to, she's back. She just can't get enough of us. The one and only Miss Sarah Frazier. Hi, David. Yes, David. I love you. And I love our, I mean, it's so funny. I don't even know how it kind of ended up that we started doing these weekly things, but now I look forward to it so much. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about? I love all the tea. And at some point, these are going to be taken away and they're going to go on Patreon. When Miss Kim D is over on RHONJ, maybe our little chats will go on Patreon and we can get we can get really raunchy behind the firewall. But oh. for now, let's just keep it here for all the wonderful people. Um, there's a lot going on this week. A lot. A ton. Yes. Where do you where do you want to start? Um, okay. Should we start with something positive or negative? There's lots of negatives and lots of positives. This oh my week. God, honey, please. You and me, let's, let's start with all the negative. I mean, I don't even want to begin with any, I don't even want any positive. Just like, give me the neg. A tip. Okay. Well, one negative is, I mean, I love her dearly, but Miss Candy show Candy and the gang did not Candy do so well gang. on the ratings. All right. I want all your thoughts because you kind of felt like this was going to be a Bravo hit. And do you feel like it's going to build or do you feel like, and I never know anymore because again, Candy apparently was defending the show, which only got 490,000 views. And she was saying more people, and Andy does this too. More people are going to watch it. DVR, give it a week. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Like, I mean, I never understand. This is where I side with Kelly Dodd. Yes, I'll listen to all the boos from the audience right now, where it's like everyone says that. They say, like, that's what Andy's been saying about the RHSC the whole season. Like, everyone always watches it on, on DVR and other services. So what does that matter? If, like, you're comparing 400,000 to 1.5 million, the same amount of people, I don't think... I still think like the back end people that are going to watch it is not less. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if 1.5 watch it, what that means, nobody's watching it on DVR and playback. I don't, I don't believe that. I think that that number just kind of stays stagnant. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yes. so it's still 1.5 million people are watching it. And then the same amount of people are almost are watching it back. And so I, I think that's a strange argument. I don't, I don't get it. But okay. it's not a great number 
I mean, again, I don't understand. I think it's just the salaries with Roni because why did we have World War Three over okay. Roni's ratings in the 600s? I think it's because Luann and Sonia and Ramona, two people were making like a million dollars and one was making like 800,000. I, I really think it was the cost because now we have all these things where the ratings are less and Summer House is in there because that one hater who's going to say, you don't point this out. Summer House is in there. I think Summer House is a cheap show, but to, to produce, I don't know. I thought this was going to be maybe the next Vanderpump Rules. No, I don't know. Is Candy's show not doing well because Vanderpump Rules didn't do well and now we're over that formula? Or is it not doing well because people say, you know, Cynthia, Bailey, and Candy were the boring housewives from Atlanta? You know, I was going to say, everyone's on Twitter like, well, Candy's um, dry toast. No wonder the show isn't doing well, but <laughs> Like, but I don't know. I mean, her employees are the ones that are supposed to bring it. And they are. They all have tons of attitude. Don Juan is a character. You know, I love Todd. I mean, Candy is one of my favorites. And Candy's mother is a trip. But it's hard because I think they have these like minute moments, you know, on, on Housewives of Atlanta where they're arguing with somebody or they're fire or Don Juan has a great comeback. And then to carry your own hour long show is a whole nother ball game. I mean, I, I I hate though that people make judgments about shows so quick. I think Candy needs a full season. Let's ride it out. A lot of shows build. I always say this, you know, you probably know this, Seinfeld. Seinfeld, the biggest television show ever and in syndication, aside from maybe The Simpsons, I mean, was shit for the first three seasons. Like nobody watched and then finally get this cult following and it got better and better and better. As I've interviewed Carol Potter, Gabrielle Carteris, and we have many other 90210 kids coming up. 90210 was horrible, the horrible ratings the first season until they did like the Beverly Beach over the summer. That had horrible ratings. 90210 was like on the verge of like Melrose Place too, but 90210 was like a bigger hit and they revamped it. And, you know, listen, Summer House, Summer House, I mean, I know I just said the ratings aren't great, but Summer House started really they gave it so much rope to hang itself. I really think it's the cost of a show. Now, I do think I would guess that this show isn't so cheap. I mean, Candy probably has a huge salary. And I assume Mama Joyce gets something. And I would I would think Mama Joyce definitely gets paid. The two other aunts, maybe not so much. I mean, they get paid something, but I doubt it's great. And, um, you know, Don Juan probably gets something but i doubt don juan gets paid that much you know todd todd's like todd was in the business I'm sure todd knows what he's doing i mean look vanderpump rules i'm not taking anything away for, from lisa because she was great as the matriarch in that show don't get me wrong you know but what made it gold was this real natural you know this one sleeps with that one it was so incestuous and so real friends and it's like I don't know. Do we have that cast here? But I'm not I'm not ready to write it off. It's just the ratings weren't great. And they did a lot of promotion. Condice was in my backyard doing her promotion. Todd was here. Candy was on the stock exchange. I mean, they took New York by storm, baby. And I think Candy, I don't know if this was a paid promotion. I don't know if she called upon her friends, but I mean... We had Cynthia Bailey. We had Candace Dillard. We had everybody, everybody shouting this out on Instagram. 
So either Candy's got lots of good friends or this was some paid promotion. It's probably her friends, but they, these posts were like, tonight is the night guys. I mean, every housewife was, she had that premiere party. Everybody was there. Shamari DeVoe showed up. We have RHOA from the past. Like there was a lot of promotion for this show. So I have nothing against Candy. And like, I don't understand the whole, she's boring. I mean, she's Candy. I mean, really what's more interesting about Erica Jane than her? I mean, other than this major scandal she's going through, but like (laughs) Erica doesn't exactly swing from the chandeliers like on the TV screen. No, not anymore, but but see, Erica shot like Erica didn't have to do a lot because when she came into Beverly Hills, right? The women were very prim and proper. Lisa Renan was the only one, but you even Yolanda Foster, you know, I think Yolanda thought her shit didn't stink, you know, but she was with David Foster. She was married to David Foster. She had the fabulous walk-in uh refrigerator. You know, of course, they've since gotten divorced. He's moved on. Um, I'm more of a Kat McPhee fan myself. Anyway, really? um, okay. Oh, I love Catherine McPhee. I love them together, actually. I really do. Actually, and I've met David Foster in real life, and I love him. Like, David Foster is the fucking... Did you watch his documentary? Legend. No, I almost went to Legend. see him on this tour that he's on. I wouldn't mind, like, sitting with my nice martini and you having would a nice, you know... adore him. Now he's that I'm not a spring chicken, I like, you know, a nice, quiet evening. I would sit in the audience and listen to Foster ah. do some of his, his performances. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, especially if you're going to marry like Josh Flagg or, you know, Jeff Lewis, you've got to be, you've got to kind of be a sophisticated gay. You know, you've got to like, uh, you know, you've got to go to the theater. You've got to get into the music, sweetie. I wouldn't mind Josh Flagg with all like, I, I, I kind of like like the 80 something crowd of women. Listen, that's not, that's not, I'm not opposed to that. I think Erica, when Erica walked in, none of those women had patted their puss in a hot second. We know Lisa had, you know, only blew Ken on his birthday and Christmas. I mean, they had never seen Pat the Puss. So when she walks in with Tom Girardi and she's a sex pot kitten with who we thought at the time was L.A.'s most prestigious attorney. I mean, it was scandal, honey. I mean, come to find out, you know, he was stealing from every Dom, Dick and a Harry to afford her, you know, Pat the Puss routine. But anyway, she didn't have to do a lot is what I'm saying. No, but I mean, listen, I, I need to watch it again. Like I didn't hate it. You know, it's just, I guess I was just shocked. I thought maybe the ratings would be a little better. Now, did you see the other thing? I mean, that she, her restaurants just got the C grading. I did. I did. Now, I don't know. I'm not in the restaurant business. So I, I feel like this happens a lot with health inspections because it can be things like, like really minor things. You know what I mean? From what I've heard, you know, but they blow it up and make it seem like, oh, Candy and the gang, all her restaurants, you know, see health rating. I mean, I think it can be stupid stuff like, I don't even know, your cutting boards aren't put away in the right place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I yes, I saw that. Yes, people tried to make that like, um, a huge thing for her. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think everything was resolved as far as what I read, but um, I'm, a, I'm a candy fan. You know, her restaurants have failed to score a higher than a C when it came time for the health department inspection with old lady gang and blaze holding mediocre ratings. This was just um, a week, a couple of weeks prior to the launch of the show last year, uh, radar broke the story. So um, it was even earlier than that. Sorry. Um, that it was struggling to pass health inspection. Well, 
I'm going to be attending the next time I'm in Atlanta. I'd like to stop by Old Lady Gang yeah. at the very least. So, but I mean, look, uh, the health department investigator noted the manager not displaying active managerial control to prevent foodborne illness. Well, what does that exactly mean? Right. Like that happened. So, yeah. I'm still team candy in life. I mean, it's I mean, candy. This part's a little upsetting. Furthermore, the official noted that they saw sliced cheese, raw salmon, and sliced tomatoes being kept at a temperature above 41. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I'd avoid the salmon when you're at Lady Gang. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> there you go. And uh, let's hope the ratings get better. Now, okay, what else? Since you love to start with all the negative. Um, <laughs> We've had some bad news, you know, um, a little further west from Miss Bouvet, Miss Garcelle Bouvet. Although I have conflicting reports on this. Oh, that, give me the give me well, the tea. Okay. The real. We're talking about the real. I've read two things. I read something that Fox is not officially confirmed. You, you have the inside over there at Fox. I mean, is this a hundred percent confirmed by Fox that the real is canceled? Or because none of the cast members have said, yes, let's, what a great experience. I just think it's likely to be canceled and it's probably going to be canceled and it's official, but I don't think it's officially been announced, right? It hasn't, it has not. And there's just speculation, which, um, you know, I actually wonder if it, maybe it, it stays on another season maybe they give it, um, I don't know though. This is well, Raider Online is reporting the latest. The real canceled by Fox. Um, but to your point, they haven't said a thing. So I, you know, you're right. I I could see this going 50-50, honestly. Um, I could see them trying to give it one more season because what do they have to replace it? You know, Jennifer Hudson is gonna replace Nick Cannon. So this we know right. Nick- so Nick Cannon's gone. He's completely gone. We know that. We know that's true. But I mean, what did they have to replace this show? Well, you and I have looked into talk shows on various networks. You almost had one on Fox or you pitched yourself to Fox, correct? Yes. I have pitched a talk show, the Sarah Fraser talk show to Fox. They really liked the content, but I don't think I was famous enough. Well, that's, um, yeah. I mean, a couple of things. First of all, you and I have both been told numerous times by numerous industry insiders that like the format is over. Like nobody wants that Morgan Stewart E daily pop. Like they're just not green lighting those shows. It's a different world. Like we have the internet, even, I mean, I don't even know how we survive here in podcast worlds. Podcasts are still hot, but like, to me, it's like the minute you record something, it's old news. So network executives have told you personally and me that that format is not really what we're going down the road of. I also agree too. I think it's a whole different ballgame now as my legend, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, everyone who hasn't heard that episode should listen, but there's no one's hiring. No, Sarah Fraser, no David. They're hiring just famous people. We have Drew Barrymore. We have Kelly Clarkson. This is the new world that we live in. And even Nick Cannon, like he's qualified really to have a talk show. I mean, I guess apparently not. Well, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wendy Williams, again, came up through radio. Like these people are, I'm not saying, listen, Kelly's show, I think does well, I think, but you know, 
I don't think they're going to give a show to you or me. I think they're going to give a show to, you know, Nick Lachey, Carrie Underwood. Um, I don't know who else wants to talk show. Ariana Grande, maybe Demi Lovato. Well, that'd be good. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. You know how we're all obsessed with reality TV here and Real Housewives behind the velvet rope? Well, let me tell you something else that I can't get enough of. June's Journey. Do you ever get tired of a good whodunit? I don't, and if you're anything like me, then you'll love June's journey. You play as June Parker, and let me tell you, these housewives, June could teach them a thing or two. She's an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries full of twists and turns around every corner. You put your powers of observation to test, you sharpen your sleuthing skills, and I don't know, I really love solving the freaking case. It relaxes me. I get to lose myself and take my mind off things, which we all know I'm not so great at. And it winds me down. It really is like starring in your own adventure. Don't worry, I'm not giving up reality TV, but this is just so much more interactive. I freaking love it. Listen, there's a detective in all of us. Find your inner detective. Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. I've been so busy lately. I've been neglecting so many things in my life and my hair is no exception. I don't even want to tell you how long I've been going between washes and trying out all sorts of freaking new products. But I had finally had enough of this and I'm like, listen, it's time to get serious. And I hit the reset button with clarifying detox shampoo from Way. What I loved almost instantly about Way's detox shampoo was it felt my hair afterwards so luxurious, clean, refreshed. I honestly felt like I started to reverse the damage I had done. And I love the smell, rose, lychee, cedarwood, mm, white musk, bergamot, yum. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with keeping my teeth white. White as white, white as possible. Listen, I've tried a lot of other things, and it's not just that, that they didn't work. I wasn't really sure that the products were so safe. Well, listen, now I've discovered Lumino. Lumino products make me feel healthier, safer, and happier about my smile because my teeth are white. But listen, Lumino isn't just for teeth whitening. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and of course, teeth whitening. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients such as sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten my smile. Everything they make is certified non-toxic. That's what I love. No harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of their products. Also, as far as the teeth whitening, it only takes 30 minutes, which is great. And it brightens your smile with no sensitivity. You don't get those little zingers you're used to with other products. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. 
Well, I think, you know, here's the issue. Everybody wants, everybody wants a talk show or thinks that they want a talk show, right? Because it seems like this great life, like these celebrities come on your show, you work maybe a couple hours a day. Of course you don't, if you actually have like a really great talk show. I don't think Drew Barrymore's show does that well. I give Drew Barrymore a show one more year. I think that will be canceled. Sherry Shepard. I love Sherry because I love a comedian. I love a comedian and I love a radio personality. I don't, I don't know. I think people will watch. The reason Wendy worked is because Wendy was completely unfiltered. And here's the deal. The networks would actually give you and me a talk show, but they are deathly scared. Nobody is willing to put their neck on the line and go, okay, you know what? We'll let David have Kelly Dodd on and let her rant about masks. And we're going to stick by David. They eat because even though half of this country agrees with Kelly Dodd, you're on the wrong side of agreeing. They are not, they don't want the backlash that's going to come for two or three days of trending on Twitter, you know, fire Sarah on Fox, fire David on Fox, whatever. They don't want to deal with, they don't want to deal with that. And of course, you know, your, your sponsors always ebb and flow. They come and go. Do you think if Howard Stern launched a daytime talk show, people wouldn't watch if Howard could be Howard? Of course they would. Of course. These people are are boring toast. And what confused the audience with Nick Cannon is unfortunate. Nick Cannon's family drama of having these children and sadly losing a child and then having, you know, announcing he was pregnant with another child three months later, it overshadowed the guests. What Sally Jesse Raphael did, what Phil Donahue did, what Oprah did, they sprinkled in a little of their personal lives, but it was about the audience. Could you even name, or it was, and it was about the guests. Could you even name one guest on Nick's show? that told like a compelling story? Well, the only reason I could is, I mean, I know that that Agorga, that Agorga over there, what's her name? Melissa Gorga? She oh, was, yes. She was bopping around down there or whatever her name is um, over there at that R-H-O-N-J. But, um, well, that's how we do things here behind the velvet rope. I'm happy if you don't know anything about me ever. It's all about the guests. And people DM all the time. You, you never, you're the only podcaster that doesn't interrupt your guests. It's not about me. Forget about me. Just forget I exist, guys. I mean, thank you for listening. But it's all about the guests. Really, it is. But most hosts are not like that. And I I think they're all, I think the real's gone. I mean, what is the real? What's the real? Like, I don't know. You and I break more stories than the real does. I don't know. What's going to happen? And when when Adrian Bayon was just on my show here, she said she, I mean, this is, she, she said it, it's on the episode. I'm not talking out of school. She said she doesn't even like doing the celebrity story. She's like, it's, that's not what I like. I just don't like doing the pop culture stuff. She likes the real stories when you can help someone and it's like, you know, inspiring and someone's sick and just learning something, which is great. Bravo to her. It's just, it's not the brand that we're putting forth here. I mean, I wish well for everyone, but I, what are they going to put in terms of the real? I don't know. I mean, it's certainly going to be a soap opera. That's over. It's not going to be this. I don't know what it's going to be. Don't know what it's going to be. It has to be something so different that your audience who does not live in Hollywood cares about. I, I mean, are we going to start gonna... having reality TV at 10 a.m. in the morning? Maybe. Maybe that's maybe. where the world is going. You know, I mean, we maybe. Had... maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, game shows, is it, are game shows hot anymore? I don't know. Does anyone out there watch Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune anymore? I don't watch I know. that shit. I couldn't tell you a thing. Price is right. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. So, 
But it, I've have some sources that I've con- spoken to. I think it's a it's not confirmed, but I think it's really going to happen. And so we'll miss Garcelle and we'll miss Adrian and we'll miss everybody. Yeah. Um, I bet the talk show format, if anyone wants to pitch to a network, save your money. It's probably not what they're going to agree It is like. true. I pitch shows all the time and they say the talk show format is the hardest. It's just, we're the new talk show, uh, you know? Being on YouTube, being a podcast, that's the talk show. That's what people want to go listen to during their day or watch. I, I agree with you. So there are some negative things. Oh, here's something positive. Um, okay. Now, I already saw this, but Miss, I, I did the Friends and Family when it launched in New York. Miss Sonia Morgan, I, I guess her test run for Friends and Family in the three cities she already did, Sonia Morgan is officially picked up. I was it CAA. It's 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 a major. I think it's CTA Creative Arts. CA it's Creative Arts Agency. Whatever it is, Sonia was picked up, and she's not coming UTA. back to Rome. Right, UTA, UTA major. And for anyone out there that hasn't listened to any of our chats, or you know, when I say like I I I don't work for Bravo. I don't. I'm not, I'm not employed there. But I can tell you, Sonia Morgan isn't coming back. I mean, I've been saying that for three years. No one's listened to me now. People actually are kind of listening. Um. So she's not coming back to Roni. So we shouldn't worry about that. And she's on the road. Miss Morgan is on the road. This cabaret, which she tried out, which I saw in the New York Friends and Family scene. Uh, it's, it's, the tickets are on sale guys. She's doing Huntington, Long Island. She's doing, um, she's doing New Jersey, but she's doing dates. So anyone that wants to go see Sonia, um, it's different than Luann's show. I mean, I, I saw it. I did a whole Patreon episode. I went with the girls from Access Hollywood and we did a Patreon episode because I wanted it behind, uh, for Patreon people only. And I gave my honest opinion of what I thought of this particular show. Now I do have to tell you, um, because I am here behind the velvet rope and it's not about me and I have no life. I am going back to the show, the Miss Sonia Morgan show, Oh, you um, are? Okay. Well, I'm taking up residence in the Hamptons for five months, which I think I told you that. And she, God help me, I'm going to have to leave. But it's she's in Long Island during my tenure in the Hamptons, which it doesn't mean anything. It's not exactly close to the Hamptons, but I'm leaving and I will be attending the Sonia Morgan show in, I'm going to, I would like to see- in Huntington? It, I owe it to these lovely people to see if the show has changed how it has changed. Look, I don't like to say bad things about anyone. You know what I mean? But I know. How can I put this? First of all, go and listen to the episode on Patreon if you want a real breakdown. But look, Sonia is a sweet, kind woman who wouldn't hurt a fly. And that's, doesn't that matter more than anything else in the world? You know, there's no mean bone in her body. And so- People love Sonia and good for her that this test, it must have sold because it's being rolled out now. They, they did the friends and family in New York, but they sold a few dates like Philly, Boston. I think she did like four shows and it must have sold during November, December, because here we are. So Sonia is on tour. So anyone, this is a non-paid sponsorship. Go to Ticketmaster, type in Miss Morgan, Sonia, Morgan Letters, Countess Lou, 
Countess Lou is back on the road too, let me tell you. Is she? Well, I just went to Mm SoniaInYourCity.com. So Cincinnati, Ohio is April 29th. Then she's in Indianapolis on the 30th. Then she goes down to Texas, San Antonio in May, Houston in May, Dallas. Uh, Then she goes to Huntington in June, Montclair, Atlanta, Georgia, and then back to Columbus, Ohio. She must have a lot of Ohio fans. Oh, and you know who I'm also going to see live? I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to visit some of my, the Dallas housewives. So guys, we'll have some Dallas gals coming up on the show. Uh, I am going to be in Dallas and I'm going to see the one, the only Miss Lala Kent. <laughs> Lala is doing a podcast tour too. I mean, oh, is, there you go. I've seen, listen, this is why when I tell you, when you and I do our podcast tour, I've been wait. to them all. I know what works. I've been, I've seen straight up with Stassi 800 times. I went to Brandy and Stephanie from Dallas had a podcast tour. I went to, to I think, Austin, Texas with Deandra for that. Uh, look at your mouth is dropping open. They all do. A I live didn't realize podcast. they all had podcast tours. Everyone has a quote unquote podcast tour. Some guys are better than others. And uh, let's see what Lala brings. I'll be there. Sonia's is a cabaretesque. And uh, when you and I do ours, it's going to be good because uh, we know what works and what doesn't work. At least I do. And I'll share it all with you. So there you go. Did Brandy, do they still have their podcast? Isn't that a good question? I think that Cameron has one with Carrie. Cam Westcott has one with Carrie Brinningham. The last that I checked. I assume that that is still in existence. So but there you go. Get your tickets to Sonia. Get your tickets to Countess Lou, Lala, and stand by and get your tickets to David and Sarah coming stand soon. Stand by, coming soon, coming in 2022. Okay, what else? Um, You were telling me something that people are debating online. I guess we have, it's a slow week in news. People are debating online if they feel more inclined to be close and warm and fuzzy with Jen Shaw or Erica Jane. And you're telling me that people are saying like Erica Jane isn't so bad anymore. Is is that, did did I misread your text this morning? Correct. So it's very interesting to me. Um, People are now, you know, of course, how, for how long did we look on Twitter during Beverly Hills, the the last season of Beverly Hills, people were like trashing Erica left and right. I, I thought Erica did really well this season. I mean, yes, could she have been more empathetic to the victims? Absolutely. But also if she didn't do anything wrong and she wasn't aware that Tom was stealing, and I feel like she probably wasn't. I, I think the money was rolling in and why did she have any reason? I was going to say, are you sure of that? Because I think there's, a, well, I think there's listeners that aren't necessary. I, I mean, I don't know if we just skipped over that. She didn't know anything. I think there's plenty of people that- you know, listen, I, I did the whole series last season with Catherine Edwards. Catherine had some harsh statements towards Erica. And look, I said all along, I think that I don't think the American public, I mean, listen, reach out to us, guys. We're curious what you think. I don't think that the American public is ready to ingratiate Erica, but I do think that, I mean, she's still doing things. Like she still just didn't give back the earrings. They were talking about that on the reel recently. And Garcelle was like, look, I don't give a fuck if you knew or didn't know 
you know, you're still associated with this, just give the earrings back. I mean, there are actual victims. I, I feel twofold on this. Not, I'm not getting into whether she knew or didn't. I'm just, I think that without doing any research, I bet you the American people, people listening to this are still not so thrilled with Miss Erica Jane, but I do feel that people are going to soften over time and there will be people that come out and are on Erica's side. I do, eventually. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Peloton. It's just that simple. It's my go-to for working out. What I love about Peloton, it pushes me with so much new. New on the Peloton Bike and Peloton Bike Plus. I am obsessed with music and that is, who can work out without music? Not me. I love that I can work out to music of a single artist, Madonna, Cher, yeah, I know I'm stereotypical, for an entire class, or you can pick a genre, pop, hip-hop, EDM, 80s. There's over a 100 artist series to choose from, and I don't know about you, but I'm not working out anywhere without my favorite music. Peloton is constantly adding new classes. They even have boxing now. Peloton has a workout for every day and every schedule. You could de-stress after a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio, whatever you're craving. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is the world's largest online community for creativity. Members around the world turn to Skillshare for discovering inspiration, learning new skills, and putting their talents to work in ways that they care about. When I first turned to Skillshare, I wanted to take a class on entrepreneurship, but man, I got lost in the rabbit hole of Skillshare in a really good way. They have so many classes to choose from, and it's such a nurturing, fostering community of creativity. The best class that I just took was productivity for creatives. There are freaking not enough hours in the day and I am always trying to find better ways to be creative. I didn't think it was possible, but this class really helped me. And they cover so many categories, illustration, graphic design, photography, lifestyle, productivity, my personal favorite, marketing, music, entrepreneurship. Need I go on? Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash velvet and get a one month free trial. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash velvet. Well, there's all kinds of rumors. You know, there's reportedly she's, you know, falling behind on her rent. She has a place here in Hancock Hancock Park in Los Angeles, which is so beautiful and like old school Hollywood. Well, according to um, Life and Style, they say she's struggling to eat, make ends meet after being accused of aiding and abetting. Um, you know, and you know, Tom Girardi, I've seen this two or three places. The bankruptcy claims are now at $517 million. Well, that is crazy. You know, also it's come out like, with that, I, I showed you she made, I think, around 270 something thousand dollars for the reunion as a bonus, as opposed to Mary Cosby's 18,000. We talked about that here. And I think overall with her 600 and whatever thousand salary, she rumored to have made one point something from RHOBH last season. So this is where people are like, we are just, we don't understand the definition of that you can't make ends meet. She's in the 2000 square foot rental. I assume she's in the same place still, which she decorated very nice. And what more does one single person need? I mean, yeah, I imagine that is 10, 10, 12,000 a month without, I think she was paying less. She was getting some discount, but 
all right, so you're paying ten thousand a month. I mean, you make one point something. Yeah, Define but her legal ends fees meet to me. Oh, is it the legal her fees? legal fees are insane, insane. I mean, well, insane. yeah, that makes sense. You know, she's had to defend herself against him. I'm not saying I'm not saying she shouldn't, and yes, give back the jewelry. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm you know I'm an EJ fan for life. I I love her. I think. You know, I know she has this kind of cold demeanor. I love to relate, you know, Tom's obviously, you know, Tom's a con artist and it's disgusting what he did. And, you know, to me, his law partners are probably more um, should be held more accountable than than EJ because they worked with him every day. They saw the accounting they had to have. I mean, their names are on the building. You know, it was Girardi Keys. Like, you know, to me, it's like, hello, are they giving back their Porsches? Are they giving, you know, I no. hope so. Listen, I, the one thing is. I can tell you about the world, and again, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just giving tell you, us. I mean, money. <laughs> My good friend, Ms. Lauper, some refer to her as Cindy. Ms. Cindy Lauper once said, money changes everything. And it's people that what people will do for money. And I don't care you know, if you have less oh, money than 10,000, whatever it is, but whatever your threshold is, people will do things for money. And there are very good, kind, moral people that exist in the world. And then there's a lot of other people that just will do anything for money. And anyone that's listening, that's like, fuck you, David, blah, blah, blah. Just be real. Just be, you know, have the conversation when the lights are out tonight, like, and you're alone or you're with your lover or your one night stand, or your husband. Just, just be honest with yourself. You would do a lot of things for money. Let's just, just be honest. There's no, not judging you. So money, it gets complicated, right? I think Erica's in a really bad way. I do. I do. Because, I mean, you're talking, this is the woman who told us, you know, $40,000 a month on glam. Like, this is the woman... You know, like all of us, right? I think everybody to some degree wants the dream of being rich and famous. She did. She moved out here when she was 20. She married a guy 30 years older. She, you know, supported him until the tides turned. And he said, okay, I'm going to do everything, including obviously defrauding people to make you famous. He did. She's, you know, again, I'm not saying that she shouldn't des deserve some backlash, but she's gotten so much heat. And it's like, they're still coming. I think they are going to nail her to the cross when I just feel like there's probably people in Tom's circle that are not on television that knew a lot more than EJ. That's all I'm saying. And those people, we never hear a dime. And I guarantee they're still living in their mansions in Beverly Hills. Listen, I see it all different ways. You know what I mean? So I get it. It's gonna like it's gonna be an in great season. Andy just said that the premiere is the oh. best episode in history and has also said other things, but it's not gonna be all about Erica this season. It's gonna be a good season. Now okay. Now moving along, we all right. whatever you want to talk about, just some local Jersey stuff quickly, and then we have to get into because you girl. Well, I'd like to also know what you'd like to talk about, but the rumor is that you got uh, some current texts from Candace Dillard, but here's the deal. Um, here's the deal of what's going on. Melissa opened a new Envy. I'm just giving you, you know, this is what's going on in my backyard. Melissa okay. moves her store from Montclair to another part of Jersey. There's a new Envy store. Yay. Whoever wants to shop at Envy. She had her opening. It was the same night that it's in Ridgewood that Margaret and Mart Sr. signed books this week. Yay, we love Margaret and Mart Sr. They are like family to me. 
Kim D had her annual or biannual posh fashion show talking about that soon. So there's a lot going on in Jersey. There's a lot going on this season, you know, um, it's just, I still think it's a great season in New Jersey period. I do too. I do too. I'm loving it. I love it. I'm loving it. I love Dolores opening up more about Frank and her parents and, um, I'm loving it. I think the season is so good. They really do bring it all the time. Teresa, Teresa just never gets old. She's still, you know, I'm warming up to um, Gia, like being on, you know, I like, it. I like it. I, I really do. I really do. I still think it's just really good. I it's think so it's good. And really I, love, good season. I love the husbands. They're awesome. I love that they're not excluding Bill, even though Jennifer is a hot mess. I, I, I love it. I like the whole thing. I'm with you. They always bring the drama. They, New Jersey does know how to do it. They don't, they just are so good. And again, I, I like stand by, I stand by, I mean, why are these, I, I personally, I don't know why the OC ratings are not better. And people are saying it's boring. I'm not, this doesn't make me hopeful for RHOA. It doesn't make, listen, RHOA last season wasn't the greatest season of RHOA. It was an off season for me. Okay, we have we have we have Marlo gets a peach. You know, Sheree is back. Like, there's there's a lot of things which could go right this season, and I really hope that. And I mean, Kenya to me is everything. I just hope. I just I'm like I'm starting to get worried. If this is another flat season of RHOA, no, we had a flat season of RHOC. Like, not just being the negative. Jersey's great. I just hope that. Atlanta comes back with a bang. And I think Beverly Hills will. That's, you know, it's just people don't want normal. They just don't want, I think OC is too normal. It's like everyday people. Jersey still fucking scares people because you just think these girls could smack each other down at any time. I think people want that. I think they want to see the fights. They want to see the drama. They want to see the physical, uh, like the going at each other, even though of course they say they don't, but they do. Um, And I, I actually think Atlanta is going to bring it. I really do. Marlo is a fucking trip. Like I think Mar, I I hope we see more of Marlo sugar daddy. I, I love Marlo. I love Ken. And you know, Kenya's going through a ton of drama with Mark Daly. Like Mark wants a lot of money for her. She is like locked up in divorce. I mean, Kenya attracts these guys. Ah, I mean, she cannot find a good one. I've said this all along. Personally, I am not a fan of Portia. I am, I am all about Kenya and that's like, it's controversial, unpopular opinion to a lot of people. Lots of people hate Kenya. I just think Kenya gets it and she's so sloppy and she's so messy I really like what Kenya brings. I like Kenya. I think it's good. I think that's going to be a great season. What they're going to do with New York, what they're going to do with OC, I have no idea. Like I've told you, New York needs, New York needs like a huge name. It needs, like I've I've always said, I want David Bowie's widow, Iman. I want her to be on. I want someone trashy and scrappy. I don't know. I just, I don't know who they're going to find because it seems like, I mean, oh my God. I mean, even if Madonna did a cameo, I just. Okay, honey, Madonna is not going to be doing a cameo in New York, (laughs) but I'm sorry to bring you back to reality, but nothing is happening right now with New York. Like right now this week, there's not, there's no real movement on it. So. I mean, can you imagine (sighs) what if Rosie O'Donnell 
was a housewife. Like Rosie can be such she's a bitch. Too, like, she's too distracting though. Amon could could blend. Uh, she would be good, but listen. You need somebody well-known high society. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I were the producer of that show. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't know what you do. What would you do? I would really find, I would just, I, I would really want to start with just filthy, filthy, filthy rich. And I would keep, I would keep Ramona and Luann and they're not dirty, filthy rich. Like I'm talking and they can stay for consistency, but I would look for really, 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 really rich. Again, it is New York. There are gazillion gazillion people with just obscene obscene drivers in planes and hamptons and you that i just think i think that's what people want to see i do you need we eat it up on beverly hills we eat it up and so i think i think we also eat up the hollywood dynasty acts app you know aspect they need somebody in new york filthy rich but like connected with hollywood in some way you know married to you know what well, i'm there's saying so like, many they people like that. They need- there's so I many know. people like that i mean they're not going to necessarily do it but you have so many famous actresses which are not you know nicole kidman or julia roberts or jennifer you have people that will actually do it it's just a matter of finding them but i would get one of those and then I would get really rich and like look at there's that whole and diverse very very diverse but there's that whole like you know um, gossip girl and like we liked I think people like seeing the really wealthy life of New York City and we really have never seen that in this particular show I think that would that's what I would do maybe people don't want that but we have relatable, we have basically relatable on the OC and all these other things and that's not cutting it. So I think people want to escape their lives and just, I don't think that's tone deaf. We're going to have to make it very diverse like New York is, but there's a way to do that and just have like really people that just don't live in this world. Like people that, you know, like, this is where I miss Joan Rivers so much. You know what I mean? You could have had Joan. You could have had Joan come on occasionally. Melissa. Oh, I don't know. Melissa's everything. Um, talk to me about your text that you received from oh. the one, the only Miss Candace Stiller. Now we revealed before that you received texts and, you know, you said that she said she was coming back. And I said, I thought they were red hair- herrings. And now it seems Candace is coming back. I mean, that's the latest. Nothing's been announced, but I do think everyone's going to be back to RHOP. But let's hear what your text says over there. Well, this was actually a personal DM on IG and I had shared our, the latest episode that you had put up, um, basically with us discussing that candy is coming back and up candy Candice, And I said, I posted on my Instagram at behind the behind velvet rope. And I do weekly Bravo recaps. Take a listen. I told y'all our girl candy Candace was coming back to real housewives of Potomac. She gets in my DMS and she has an eye roll face and then a laughing emoji. I take this completely as she knew she was coming back the entire time and she is playing with us all. And she is 100% coming back. And is she thrilled that we're discussing this about her? Is she upset? 
I don't think she's upset at all. I took, I think with Candace and I've known this with Ashley and I feel like Monique is, I think all those women, if they have a problem with you, they let you know, like Candace, I don't think holds back. I think Candace would text me and say, why did you reveal this? I think to your point, Candace is very smart. And I think Candace loves all, I think she is absolutely a puppeteer, you know, in there playing all of us. So I do agree with you. I think the text to me was very strategic. Um, and I think she's happy that we shared it. And then she went on, of course, Twitter and wrote, you know, well, when one thing ends, another begins, gets her trending for two days, but she's back. I, and I don't think she cares that we talked about it. I agree with all of that. Just in general, my experience with housewives in general is like, if they have a problem with you, they will contact you directly and just put it out there and be like, listen, I'm upset. Like, what did you do? I, I yeah. agree. Second, I do think that Candace obviously is looking at behind the velvet rope over here. Listen, she's been on. Third of all, we never said anything bad about her ever. I mean, I have nothing. We just were discussing whether she's coming back. So there's no reason for her to be mad. But I do agree if she was mad, she would contact you. She would contact me. Like, you know, I, I think she would. And I, I listen, nobody's saying, um, is, is Giselle coming back? Okay. It's obvious she is, but no one talking about Robin, no, no one talking about anyone else. Everyone's just talking about whether Candace is coming back. So I agree with you. I think she is a puppeteer. And I mean that as a compliment, Me I too. think she is like this Sarah. Now I got my friend, Sarah. I was on that podcast over there, which seems to get this press. She's hooking up with him. I'm just going to send this. I just think it's weird. Not that she doesn't love you. I think it's weird. I have just, yes, you move. There was a reason. I think it's weird. In my experience, these housewives, they don't reach out just to check up on you. Nothing personal. They don't reach out to check up on Thanks me. Thanks a lot, either. David. It's just, there is that gene that it is mostly about them, if not all. And I just think she's like, this one has a microphone in front of her. And now she's hooked up with this one. And like, either whether you put it out here or on your own. And I just think she's like, let's just set this. And right, she does that post. Well, that post was not innocent. That post was on purpose. I mean, sorry, with whatever you have going on with your, your movies and your IMDb and your SAG card and your music, at this point, there's nothing else people think that that post is about, except they don't think it's about your marriage, your mother. It's obviously people's minds go to RHOP and you knew just what you were doing and brilliant job. Let, let, me, let me clap for Candace. Brilliant. Job well done because we're talking about it here again and this and that, you know. So I gotta listen to her podcast a lot more too, because maybe she reveals a lot more. The podcast is so that's what we're doing. And I know they're back putting out new episodes. Um, maybe she reveals a lot there too. It's it's just, you know, you and I are super it's so hard to keep up with all the things. Um, it is, but I but I agree. And so that is your so listen, an eye roll and then a smiley face doesn't mean she's mad. And I agree. If she were mad, she would forget the fact that she hasn't been on here since 2020. Um, she would still reach out to me as if like I owed her something and we talked yesterday and she would rip me into a new one. Seriously. So I do think she's not mad and we love you, Candy Gal. And you know, lots of people think she should go. Lots of people think she should stay. I, I, I'm okay with her staying. I, 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 oh, I, I, I like Candace. It. She was nice to me. And she didn't come on last season. So maybe I'll start talking bad about her at some point. But right now, 
like, you know, maybe you'll come on this season and you could still be in my good graces, but I, I don't mind her on the show. I think she delivers. Now, speaking of housewives who I told you it, it came to my attention because I'm minding my own business here. Listen, I don't listen to podcasts. I am, when I'm not doing this podcast, I don't, no. the last thing I want to do is listen to a housewives podcast. I just need to detox and de-stress and get away from this business. However, yes. So I'm minding my own business that I start getting these DMs. Apparently this, this hot bag of wind that opens her mouth and has nothing of any importance to say. This woman named Jill Zarin, one, oh. of, one of the most annoying people possibly that I've ever encountered in my existence of a human being. Now, a rumor is, so, I mean, you know, Andy, of course, has gone and said that she is he feels that she's the most annoying housewife and said she's, you know, she's back at girls trip and implied that was that that's the end. It's what Andy implied. What do I know? Just revealing what I've read, but Ms. Zarin and I, we, we, we hate each other now. <laughs> no, I mean, we do like, I fucking hate. Just Zarin. call it like it is. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. I've said this before. I, this is a job. Everyone comes on. Of course I like certain people. I don't like certain people. Sure. But, you know, it's not really about me. But, like, if you come at me, and, like, we are now going to have a, you come at me as if you are up here, according to Kelly Ben Simone, and I'm down here. It's just, there is an arrogance that exists with so many of these people. And it doesn't exist with a lot of real celebrities because they feel that they're on TV. They feel that you're up here and the rest of us are down here. And I mean the rest of us, everyone listening to this podcast, me, you, Guess what? Most of the, there's people in the world that are so happy, have beautiful children, have yes. beautiful spouses, and just are very content. And at night, when they go to bed, their minds are at peace. And that is winning. That's winning, guys. Having your mental mind at ease and your physical health. I always say, I like a lot of money. That's just me. But you don't need that. You need the mind and you need the health. And then I think, it has nothing to do with being on TV. And so you look at a lot of these women that think they're up here and you're like, once you get to know them as you and I, they're the most miserable people. Some of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. You have to admit there is, there is something in the, in most of these people that are on these shows and I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, so Jill Zarin, this horrible bag of wind, I, I'm minding my own business, but apparently she was just talking about me on the Brandy Glanville podcast. Brandy, thank you because we're giving you a shout out now and everyone go listen to your podcast. I don't know what fucking, yeah, I guess it's the, right. It's an episode with Jill Zarin, but apparently, and this is all through DMs. I have not listened. She was saying, okay. I don't even know how this fucking comes off. Okay. I saying, have to go listen. Okay. Go on. This sounds so good. Why aren't we listening to it live and reacting? Oh my God. Okay. okay well, you, you go find that. And then okay. next week we could do that. But apparently, and I don't know she was saying, I don't know if it's an old episode, but apparently she was saying there's this guy podcaster. Okay. So what now let's just get into the second thing here. She doesn't want to mention my name, even because she feels like that will give me like press and I'll be attached to her name. Honey, nine o'clock in the morning on Monday, I've already gotten more press in the, the first five minutes of the work week than you get all fucking year. So I don't need to be attached to your name for press because this show is in the press all the time. But I can just tell you the way that this sick bitch thinks that she's like, 
oh, I don't want to mention his name because that would give him, please don't mention my name. I don't need your fucking press. But she's like, this guy podcaster lied about me and did me wrong and tried to like damage my reputation. Let me just tell you the story of what happened. And then we could just like put this at that. And I, I don't lie, by the way. She was on this show, like so many people come on the show. And I asked her a very innocent question. And the very innocent question was, would you ever go back to Roni? Now, there's no interview you've ever done. Sarah's looking for this episode right now, guys. I am. I actually, but it's funny because I don't know where her um, podcast is distributed anymore. I don't think it's on Apple. I think in, it's, oh, well, it's not. Okay. It's, um. well, what podcast in 2022 Brandy's. is not, well, I mean, it was not on Apple. That's not a well, good start. Sorry. She's obviously done an exclusive deal where she can only be out. I see only new episodes on Spotify. Okay, well, then she has an exclusive deal and maybe she's gotten something good for that. And I should shut up because like I'm available for an exclusive deal if the money were good enough. So maybe the joke is on me and Brandy's doing just fine. So, David, get off your high egotistical horse. Like, see, I'm going to read myself here for a minute. But apparently, wherever it was, she was saying all of that. And it's obviously about me. This isn't just in my head. So she was on the show. And I asked her a very innocent question, like, would she ever go back to Roni, which there's no interview she's ever done where someone hasn't asked that. And like, you can answer that in so many ways. She took it in a very negative way. Now, the point here is she's a very unself-aware person, unfortunately. So she took it in a very negative way. And she said, I always said I wouldn't go back if it wasn't fun anymore. And she's like, ugh. Those cast trips, they were so annoying and being below those girls. This this was her answer. Now, I wasn't physically with her. I did not have a gun. I do not own a gun. I hear a lot of people in certain states have guns and, you know, I'm all, yeah, let's not get into like whether you should have a gun or not. Like people are on this side. That's, this is not a political show. I didn't have a gun. I wasn't with her. There was no gun to her head. I wasn't like giving her, there was no money for this interview. I wasn't like, this needs to be your answer. I'm going to compensate you thousands of dollars. I asked you a question. Now, if it were me and I were Jill Zarin and I were possibly one of the most desperate housewives dying to go back, I would have said she's beyond desperate. If you asked me, I would have said, you know what? (sighs) Never say never. Now life is good. I am working alongside the love of my life. And I don't mean Gary. I mean, my beautiful daughter, Allie, we are making masks and these masks are available in Bloomingdale's. And so, and we, I'm like a little busy with my mask business. Like this is a real business here, David, but you know what? Never say never. And Bravo was very good to me. And maybe one day, That would have been my answer if I went to bed every night with my like fucking knee pads on and looked up at God and prayed to God that I was one day back on Roni, which is never going to happen in my opinion, which I'm entitled to. But instead, she trashed the girls trip. You can go listen to the episode, guys. Jill Zarin, I'll put it up there. So it's not my fault you trashed the fucking episode, trashed the show. It's not my fault you trashed. She gave her answer. Of course, this show gets picked up by the media. That's just, that's what happens when you come that's on. That's the nature of it, yes. Sorry, yes. if you don't want to be picked up, don't come on this particular podcast. I have an episode coming up on Monday with a housewife and she was like, oh, rumor is this, this everything I say here can and will be used against me. I'm like, sure, yes, actually, sure. There's a, and anyway, Joel Zarin, how many years? I don't care if this podcast had three listeners. There's a microphone in front of you and the, we're hitting record. So Okay, so she was not happy at all when her episode came out and worldwide headlines that Jill Zarin, I think the title was Jill Zarin Trashes Roni. Now, A, 
why did, I didn't say any of this. So why did you just come out of your mouth? B, I don't work for people or paid six or all these articles. That's not my headline. Now, I can tell you from doing this for three years, whatever is in the quotes, Jill Zarin told David Yontek, quote, is 100% correct. There are people involved, legal quotes. There's no quote that doesn't, that's not real. So whatever that sure, quote is that says that you said it, those are the exact yeah, words that you said. Yeah. The actual headline slams, trashes. You have to call people. You have to call Us Weekly. Each publication puts their own headline up there. I, I'm not the president of People Magazine. I don't work for Access Hall. Whatever the headlines are that you don't like associated with your quote, you got to call. Why are you calling me? So unfortunately, there are people in the world that are not self-aware. Now, when you're self-aware and you do something, you say, fuck, my life today isn't great and I have nobody to blame but myself. I've gone on podcasts before and I talk and I'm like, oh, fuck, these, this bitch over here just posted me saying that and that little clip. And I'm like, well, you fucking said it, David. So don't fucking DM or it's not. Okay. Right. Right. Everybody should know that at this stage of the game. I mean, everyone that's so crazy that she was uh, mad about that. Mad, mad. Oh, she wasn't (laughs) mad. She wasn't mad. This entitled bitch. This, and here's the problem. So here's where the problems that I have. A, you are not self-aware. You are mad at yourself. You need to go into the bathroom, close the door, look in the mirror. I wouldn't want to look in the mirror if I were you either, but look in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself that you should take this as a learning experience that if you don't want a negative headline associated with your name, you shouldn't answer a certain question in a negative way. Uh, There's nothing I said. Now, if I guided you, maybe that would be different. Like, isn't Roni horrible? The question was, would you ever go back? That is the most open-ended question. Could be, you could give the most positive answer. It ain't my fault that you fucking took it in a negative. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. So she took it in a negative, got the headlines. Then it starts. My phone, the DMs, the texts. Talk about housewives that reach out. Why am I getting this? Nah, 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 Jill. So this is where it's, this is where the first arrogance starts. It's like, she thinks that she's up here and we're down here. She wanted me to take the episode down. She wanted me to not post about it on social media. I'm like, Jill, sweetheart, love of my life. This is a business. There's no episode that will ever come down from behind the velvet rope. If I'm, if sued, and there's like a judgment sure, in court, sure. but That's you can a- send me a cease and you can send me whatever guys, I'm a lawyer, a cease and desist. If anyone sends you guys, if everyone's listening. If someone sends you a cease and desist letter, I mean, I guess go to a lawyer if you want, but really write the words, fuck you across it and send it back to the person. Cause a, a cease and really? desist, a cease and desist means nothing. Now it's saying, if you don't do this, we're going to sue you. I, I don't send cease and desist letters to people. I, I just sue them because There's no, a cease and desist means nothing. It's like saying, we're giving you, it's basically saying like, we don't want to sue you. We don't want to spend the money. We don't want this. We just want you to do what we tell you. You don't have to do anything. Okay. So if someone sends you a cease and desist to take down an episode, you don't do it. Now I've never gotten, let me just start by saying, I've never gotten a cease and desist. Shocking. Okay. With all, if I got one, I will call my media contacts and depending upon who sends me, it will be in the press. I will 
blow it up in the press like Jill Zarin did. So it's like, there's no, she can't, she's a public figure. There's no way she can send you a cease and desist. Anyway, you're not, you're not alleging anything false. She made the statement. So you're right right. in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's interesting, right? You see like YouTubers, they're getting cease and desist, but I guess they're making up, you know, they're, they're making up stories. You never do that. You're interviewing the actual people. Right. And like Heather McDonald got sued by Jim Bellino along with Tamara and Shannon, because I mean, I didn't listen to that episode, but I believe Heather was saying things. I mean, Tamara, and first of all, you could give an opinion on anything. It's when you make a statement that is like, that goes against someone. Right. So if you say um, Jim Bellino allegedly defrauded people out of money, that's okay. But if you say Jim Bellino defrauded people 100%, that is where you get sued, right? I'm doing this for my own podcast. Or like, well, I mean, like with Tamara and Shannon, they, they were saying like Jim Bellino's trampoline park, it, people died there. And that's like, now it's your business. And that's like a, a statement and it affects your business. Like it's a statement that goes to business. If you're just like, in my opinion, Jill Zarin is a total fucking bitch. I mean, and by the way, truth is a defense to like, truth is a defense to any lawsuit. So, you know, I'm giving you the facts of what happens. I mean, we can go, he said, she said all day, Jill can sue me. I mean, you can sue me any day, then I'll counter sue you and we can stay in the courts and spend 250 grand. I don't care. Let, let's I know. go. Well, yeah, because Game you're on. already an attorney. I know. So it's like, you already know that. Um, by the way, okay, just side note, did that lawsuit ever get resolved with Jim Bellino? Because remember that went on for years? What, or is it still going on? No, I think it got it got resolved with like Heather and Shannon first and it's something with Tamara. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's all over. They all, it, listen, it got, it went away out of I don't know. I don't even know if you knew. Like, you can Google it. I don't even know if it was just like, this is settled out of court and we won't, you know, there's no more information. discuss any further. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you for this law lesson. So, so, right. So, I mean, listen, if you send me a cease and desist as a lawyer, I would probably write the words fuck you across it and send it back to you. And then I would call paid six and all of this and just, you know, I would play this out in the media. And then if you don't like that response, you can sue me. And that's okay. You can sue me because I'm going to sue you back. And I mean, you don't know what my financial situation. Look at the person who wins the lawsuit at the end. If it doesn't go to court, it's whoever has the most money. So let's go. I'm not afraid of anyone. Let me tell you this. I if know. You have, I love you so much. I want your balls. But really. here's the thing. I, I don't go. I don't have an ego. I don't go looking for problems. I love everyone. And everyone is, no. if you come at me, so this is the problem. So she should have gone in the bathroom, looked in the mirror, had her coming to Jesus moment that you're mad. Jill, you're mad at yourself is what I try to tell her. You were mad at yourself. Second, if you're mad at anyone, it's all these publications that use the help. It's, it's not me. She's so unself-aware. And I, 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 how do you reason with an unself-aware person? I couldn't get yeah. through to her. But I mean, when I tell you that she called me all day over and over and wait a second, it was over. It just, look at the thing about media is when a story is blowing up, it blows up. One o'clock in the morning, I am in bed fast asleep and the phone is ringing at one in the morning. It is Jill fucking Zarin. She is still not over this, like basically 24 hours later. And she's, which is, look, if you call me and you're like, look, I'm upset, like I'm a reasonable person, but it's, it's the attitude that once this happens and you're not self-aware and you're really mad at yourself, you now think that you're up here and this, here's the, here's the real thing about this. This was when the show was just starting out. So 
it was really a bullying strong arm of like, I'm Jill Zarin and you're yeah, on episode like kind- number 10. And I'm like, now, sweetheart, like there is a platform here. Like there are people listening to this right now. And so it's a typical case of if you behave badly, like you don't know who you should just shouldn't behave badly. Like this is the honest truth of how this situation went down. But I love it. it was, I would she do it today? Maybe. Would she do it less? Sure. Because the show is times a hundred now. Yeah. She tried to bully you because you were just starting out. And and I'm like, you, you don't do that. And just, so it's not about me. It's about all these people listening. I mean, nobody should be bullied. Everyone is equal. I don't care if someone has this much money or that, or someone's a size zero. Everyone is a human being and nobody has the right to like, try to belittle. And it was that when she was calling me, it was the like, it was and who got the, the last laugh? You did. Right. Which and I so love. if she doesn't like all of this, all of which is the truth, come after me and sue me. This is my opinion of how this situation went down. And apparently, I'm not bringing it up out of nowhere. I'm not bitter, but apparently she's talking about it somehow oh on Brandy Glanville's show. Okay, I have to love you and leave you. I have to go um, for an interview at a daycare. And this is reason 10,000 why David Yontif never wants a child. <laughs> Sarah... I am so busy. Like, I don't, even my friend today, she was like, do you want to go to like, she asked me to go somewhere with her and her child. And I'm like, I'm going to be sitting at this computer until like seven in the morning at this rate for the next 24 hours. I love you so much. That is another reason why I don't want a a child. But for everyone that has children, bravo, you're helping populate the world. It is just Uh not for me. And thank you. I'm so sorry to end on such a bitter note, but I'm not bitter. It's just letting you know that this person is talking about me and I'm over here minding my own business. David, it's why our fans love this episode. It's it's you. You were on a rant. I hate hate to even slow you down, but I got to go. Okay, listen. Yes. Finds my show at Behind the Velvet Rope on Apple, Spotify, anywhere. There's no Spotify deal yet, but it's okay. We're available everywhere. It's in the everywhere works. podcasts are found. Where can we find you? At the Sarah Frazier Show. Follow me on TikTok is the number one place. And then on Instagram, I put out new episodes Monday through Wednesday. And I do TLC Talk on Wednesdays, which is all your favorite TLC shows, Deep Dives. I love it. Good luck at the daycare. I hope that you Thank change you. lives. And we will talk ah! later. Love you, honey. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.